0: Hey buddy. Welcome to our 50th episode of Meet the Sockers. I'm feeling 50. Are you? We now have more sequels than the mediocre movie that we decided to name our podcast after. There are more, you know, episodes of Meet the Sockers than there are movies in the Meet the Fockers franchise. Which was Maybe. Meet the Parents, Meet the Fockers. Isn't there only two? Yeah, so we've had it for a while, but it seemed yeah. like a nice time to bring it up.
1: <laughs> feels nice to have a title. It feels nice to hold the record. It does. Now, now I know what it, what it's like to be Harry Kane, or oh, no, man. what it's not like to be Harry Kane because
0: he doesn't have the record. Yeah, I was gonna say not known for having a lot of titles. Well, no, I mean, Scoring titles maybe.
1: He, no, well, that was the thing. I was like, oh, he's the the record goal scorer in the Premier League, but he isn't because he because he left Spurs this. Past summer, so this would have been the. Year. By the way, let me get out ahead of this. The elephant in my mouth is I had some minor <laughs> surgery yesterday. Uh, gonna be fine, but I am high off my ass on painkillers right now. So
0: maybe Jeff should Jesus take the wheel for the rest yeah. of the day? Do oh, you sorry. actually do you actually feel high, or do you just like were you just know that you're on painkillers? And
1: I'm gonna ramble. That? Yeah, I'm gonna ramble way worse than uh normal so if i do jeff just ka-ching no that's the sound of making money just shut like, up skylar no yeah do do, like it, a sh- do a gentle shut up skylar do it like up, a, skylar skylar you know that thing <laughs> we talked about earlier where we
0: used where, to do all the time back in the day when you shut the fuck up <laughs> i don't
1: recall that period of my <laughs>
0: yeah life. no we we're still waiting on that era
1: when I was a, uh, is second third grade, I was a New Jersey State Karate Silver and Bronze medalist uh, wow. in in the state Silver and bronze. For so did different, you fight okay. No, it wasn't. It wasn't like Karate Kid. I actually, I didn't. I, I was not good at the actual uh like sparring.
0: Oh, so you you weren't fighting other kids? You were no way demonstrating skills.
1: No, I was fighting other kids during the week. Uh, at school. So
0: <laughs> I was like, like this I kid's really, natural.
1: He, yeah, it's natural. He's like he's been sparring his entire life. <laughs> but but in truth I just didn't want my ass to be kicked the sixth and seventh time. Um but anyway, so when I was shit I lost, God, I lost my train of thought. There was such a point to that. Wow, oh, right. You are so good. when I was in karate, I am. When I was in karate, the the one thing that really sucked about going to the practices during the week was they had a no talking policy what in between <laughs> like you're not talking unless the teacher is addressing you. Ten uh, oh push-ups, ten push-ups every time you spoke. Somehow oh, I made it two years without getting super jacked, but like I did <laughs> that that was what eventually drove me out of
0: karate. Was I just got sick of doing push-ups as I became more verbal. Oh wow. Were you wait, so you the point of that story was that you were actually like a quiet kid at one point. I mean, well, yeah. Cause I had nobody to talk to, uh, before podcasts.
1: No, uh, I just, as, as a young kid, I was not a cool, this may shock you. If you listen to this podcast, you have dropped or spilled the drink. Uh, some sort of dramatic record scratch just happened. You're like, what? No, uh, I was a huge nerd. I was a sweet little boy. Uh, in the rough streets of Paquonic, New Jersey. Wow, I'm on Percocet, and it's all just coming out.
0: Jeff, this you need to do the. (laughs) Uh, no, no, no. More of your life story. We're only four minutes and thirty seconds in. (sighs) No, but
1: yeah, I. Whatever. I needed. I needed karate. The end. The end of that
0: story. So as we were saying, (laughs) Newcastle and Arsenal played last weekend, and. (laughs) Um. I warned. Well, you know, you're not the only person who's verbalizing because I feel like I feel like that every weekend there's a giant refereeing controversy in the Premier League. And I could be biased, obviously, because this one involves my team. But is it just me or has no one shut the fuck up about the Newcastle Arsenal um, VAR in question? I mean, they eventually shut the fuck up because
1: Newcastle's like it's been a minute, I guess, since we've last potted, and there's been a bunch of matches. But Newcastle's become like so injury depleted that they're like getting their butts kicked
0: by like Bournemouth. Yeah, which is it's also quite annoying. Just give us some goddamn points. But that
1: that changed the narrative a little bit. But there's been there's still been like a, a horrible VAR apology every weekend and sometimes yeah. twice on sundays <laughs> so it's so been... that's the topic that i think still persists is just var is has become so poorly utilized it's like a child driving a bus like a bus could be great it could be helpful when a child is driving it it
0: will kill people yeah i mean the thing that they've done now i think only two times was with the Liverpool bad call and now with the Newcastle Arsenal one, they've released the audio. And have you poured over these audio tapes the way they, that I have they as if released, they were the Zapruder film?
1: They just released the audio for, uh, I think it was the, the goal that we scored in the beginning of the Luton match that got taken back for that subjective offsides. They released the audio for that too. And you got to hear the whole conversation back and forth. And I, like, yay for belated transparency. Uh, yeah. But, like, if it doesn't affect the outcome being better and if it doesn't affect the product improving, then who gives a fuck about you sharing how you came to your bad decision?
0: I I I do find it very interesting and very telling. And, I mean, for my money, I would be very okay with them just sort of having having that as the default. Like, I think... It's it's often but brought life. up here because yeah exactly because okay. like if you, in other sports for instance like I believe this is true of both cricket and rugby but we're really testing the edges of my British sports knowledge here but for both of them I think when they go to video review you're hearing the referee the whole time and I don't know I mean when you hear these guys they're kind of chuckleheads and it's it's easy to see you know with the liver Liverpool game i'm trying to remember who they were playing against but basically there was a goal that was awarded that should not have been and they were sort of or or was it the other way around anyway whatever it was they were sort of talking past each other we're like is that is that a good goal and he goes no it's not a goal okay confirmed confirmed like it was like that sort of like just completely missing each other and it seems very easy to do based on these systems I don't know. I I just it kills me. It seems like it shouldn't be bad, but it is. I mean, I just watched the one, the uh, the Newcastle Arsenal one, and within it you hear them making mistakes as to the basic nature of how offsides is called, like just knowing the definition of the rule, because I think like the one thing that will never be perfect about VAR is is the human being. Always-
1: Involved
0: yeah. in it, <laughs> and and, and w- it's a game that requires some subjective, qualitative decision making from time to time, and so there are going to be moments where you like like one of the moments in this particular call. There's sort of three problems with it. There's like, did the ball go out of bounds? Did Gabrielle get fouled? Was it actually really poor? Was it a handball? And then while that guy was doing the handball, was the guy that ended up scoring offside? So. There's all those like crazy variables to think about. The most subjective of those is is this a foul? I don't know. Like it's a push from behind, like probably a foul, but maybe, maybe not. So
1: part of what we're discussing is that there's like become this incredible nuance to the rules of soccer that do you remember? I I mean didn't really exist when we both started watching football and like even though sometimes the referees in real time would make the wrong decision you oh God it just started raining here can you hear that
0: no wow. actually
1: well you might start to hear rain I apologize but um even though the refs you know using just their own human senses and and interpretation of the game in real time would like get things wrong sometimes like this like pixel fucking of the game yeah. is like not fun and it's like who i don't i don't really know who that benefits other than like gambling being accurate uh, but like beyond yeah. that or
0: inaccurate if that's your game like i do think that there's a real concern that VAR could be used to fuck with gambling markets
1: that i mean that is true as well um but like are you are you in the the side of thing because I, I still think you could use technology to help you make the game. Yes, at times more accurate, but like should be speeding up the game. It shouldn't be slowing down the game. We shouldn't be having to add ten minutes of stoppage time because somebody needed five minutes to like frame, 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 frame back and forth, back yeah. and forth to see if it was offsides or not. Or also, like all of the I'm and and, and I, we will get to this uh, in a minute. But like the the slow mo for just like looking for red cards, red card hunting stuff. Yeah, it get every like I I'm not we're not gonna be the first people to say this, but like everything looks really bad when you go frame by frame by frame, slow as hell. When in real time, you may have just like momentum took you too far. Like I don't, you know.
0: Yeah, I think that's very true. I mean, it's literally like one of the oldest sketches in sketch comedy is like. They, they show you people walking by each other and then they show you the same people walking by each other in slow-mo and then you can see the guy getting mugged and then it's super slow-mo and now they're like shaking the guy upside down you know what i mean and it's 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 true everything looks more deliberate in slow motion and i i agree with you completely that like i but I, it's not how like... you, that's not
1: how we experience it. It's not how the players experience it. No. So really, you should be watching it at the speed of how the play the, the benefit of the what the players had at their disposal, right. which was real time information at real in real time.
0: Yeah, and I I like the idea of I would I would love to know more about the technology, but I like the idea of like an automated or semi automated offsides call where it's like like it's such a. I mean, if you've ever played with FIFA, um, you know, replays, as I have, four hours at a time, like when you decide the ball is like leaving his foot, you know, like that moment is so that affects so much because in those two hundredths of a second, I mean, because you can do the math on it. There's 50 frames in these cameras that shoot the games. So that means each frame is two hundredths of a second. And then you look but at how do how fast, you know?
1: But how do you really know when contact
0: was made? You know, like exactly. Well, for one thing, like you're not going to get it exactly. You're going to get it within two hundredths of a second. And then the other thing is that like within two hundredths of a second, think about how fast someone who's running, say, a 4.240, how much ground they're going to cover. It's enough to put you offside. And so that that's one of the problems I have with VAR is that we're treating it like magic. It's kind of like a general problem with like the 20th century is that you look at a picture and you assume, oh, this is reality, but actually, it's not. There's all sorts of ways that it can trick your eye. There's all sorts of ways that the lens is not showing you reality, and it just it doesn't it doesn't work as well as people want it to. And so, I think with that in mind, they need to come up with something that is more humanly enforceable. And you know, it's what like what do you mean, what, just- do
1: you mean hum- what do you mean humanly enforceable? Uh, explain it. Uh, explain it like I'm on Percocet.
0: <laughs> yeah, I will. I don't. I don't know if I have the exact solution, but like, I think offside worked for a long time because people knew that it could only be judged at people speed. Yeah. And now that we can judge it at something slightly higher than people speed, but we're still people. You do it. it it's fucked up, and nobody knows how to trust it. And they've essentially ruined the best moment in sports, which is that moment right after your team scores a goal. Have and I think. There needs to be another way to do it.
1: Have you seen how how they do it in, I think, La Liga?
0: um, It's
1: semi-automated now. And I do not actually understand how they do it. But it's Hmm. like they they give you these three-dimensional recreations of the offside line. Like, they must have sensors up and down the sides of the pitch.
0: Are these Uh, the graphics where, like, you can see someone kind of running through, like, a grayish blue wall?
1: Uh, I th- maybe. Uh, I'm Liga semi automated offsides. I'm I'm just gonna look it up because I don't want to speak out of turn. Um. Yeah, she yeah yes, Jeff. It. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like a blue pitch, and there's like a white plane, and it shows where their body parts are breaking the plane. The the yeah. white plane is the is the offsides line in theory. I don't, I wish I could send something to you in this stream yard situation on the internet. private chat here <laughs> Private chat
0: is oh wow, we never use chat. this use... function yeah i see it um
1: i oh, wait we we uh we got a comment from digs btw7 says hey what's up g uh
0: <laughs>
1: this is a historic moment on our 50th episode we have our first comment i just uh
0: i just started i don't even know what that means i hope i don't get that guy put D- on like a government watch list digs btw Diggs. yeah digs by the way we, we digs
1: by the way oh, this is seven i think this comment is coming from twitch i'm just understanding the, yeah, the technology yeah i'm that getting leaves. that
0: too all right digs that makes
1: a lot more sense uh Appreciate it, digs i am so high right now in like an almost <laughs> unpleasant way
0: you're ready to talk about like the you know the intricacies of officiating, Jeff. I, by the way, I didn't even really let you talk about Newcastle
1: Arsenal. If you want to talk about the the match at all, or is it really just? I mean, the game me itself is like VAR. weirdly
0: forgotten. It's just it's all about this like sort of VAR craziness. I mean, I think a lot of the things that I've been saying about Arsenal for a while now are like we're a pretty good team, but we could probably score some more fucking goals. Um, definitely apply in that good. game. Because if it, you know what I mean, if it, even if we had walked away with some points from that instead of getting skunked at Newcastle, that's a that's a big, big difference. But on the bright side, I don't think that anyone in charge is going to fix it. And I also think that the fact that the owners of Newcastle have been flying the referees to Saudi Arabia for all expenses paid trips is probably oh, yeah. not a good look for the league um i mean at the By very the way, least it presents a conflict of interest i i kind of i don't go into the conspiracies too hard like i don't think that there's actually a conspiracy to get any one team i think they're mostly just inept i don't think that referees are being paid off in giant briefcases of cash for the most part i'm sure there's like some weird drug deal that's been done once or twice but like for the most part i actually think the referees are like trying to have integrity i just think that's something you can't do. Like you can't allow yourself to be influenced. You know what I mean? There's a reason. But,
1: but you kind of just said two different things, though, right? Like if they if they were trying to have integrity, they wouldn't. I like I'm I'm not going to go freelance true, true. for for X.com, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, like because that would be icky. That would not be a good thing to do. And like I feel like if you if you go to take a weekend refereeing gig in Saudi Arabia, like, you know where the money's coming from right off the bat. Uh, agree. But, but also, if you'll recall, uh, Percocet Lucidity is, is allowing mm-hmm. me to recall that in an earlier episode, we discussed part, part of how we thought we could fix refereeing is just by paying referees a lot more. Like, think, think yeah. about how important For the sure. end result is why aren't we investing more than i think like premier league referees make like what 200 300 grand a year or something like that which is like good good money for sure but not enough at the top level of the game when when the results are are mattering yeah. so much that we're ha- getting in that technology fuckery
0: um for sure
1: help me man take take this uh, nfl handoff
0: <laughs> no i i think i think you're 100% right about that i think ultimately I don't know. I still like your take that you could solve this with a reality show. You know, it seems like the kind of thing where, like, like we're not even really asking for perfection. We're just asking for like, consistency and, like, even just, just knowing the rules. You know what I mean? Like, knowing them inside and out. Knowing what constitutes an offside. There's a guy on the Newcastle tape that you can listen to who's saying, oh yeah, he's well behind Gabrielle there. So he must be on side. And it's like, actually, if you know, the rule, one of the most basic things about it is, it's not that you have to be behind one defender. It's that you have to be behind two and the goalie usually counts as a sort of, you know, that's usually the other one that you're, so you're just looking for them to be behind one defender, defender, like outfield player. But if the goalie has moved up, then that is not the case anymore. And it's like, just just basic mistakes like that being made time and time again on a very slow down time scale now with VAR. I, I don't know what the fix is, well, but because I do. There's so much think,
1: nuance in the rules, Jeff, and they keep changing every six, 12, 18 months. Like it, the fact that we as fans watch and have sort of our feelings about what the rules are, but we don't even necessarily know to the letter yeah, of the law from one point. season to the next. The, the, even these professionals are seeming to struggle with the the changing interpretations of rules. It's like the Bible. It's like how yeah. every few years they're like, "Oh, actually, the shellfish thing doesn't mean anything anymore. You can have shellfish because new interpretation of of what we're doing here." But like, I, so just to to finish things up, Newcastle, like, uh, was it Anthony Gordon scored the goal? Did you? Was it a good goal? I didn't watch. No, is, it was. It, yours.
0: Basically, the goal was it got lumped into the box. Um Joel Linton, I believe it was Joel Linton, pushed Gabrielle down, then like handballed it to Gordon, who then from an offside position came back and scored the goal. <laughs>
1: like, after,
0: it, after it had basically been out of bounds. And that's I, another uh, one where like the, the beginning of that clip where... It looks like it might go out of bounds. It kind of looks like it was out of bounds. And they didn't have, you know, like there's such a big, like they need this sort of, what is the standard clear and compelling or something like that. They need these like really, really big over the top factual differences in order to change anything in the game. But the problem with that is they don't like, they're not giving them the input. Like to me, it's so easy. There should be a camera pointed down every line. So that you can have it lined up perfectly. That's one of the things that where I don't trust the offsides rule is you, they're trying to draw these lines based on a lens that's coming at it from an angle. And I think that's difficult to tell. Whereas i so
1: just have two drones uh, just like at, by the back line of whoever is furthest back. It's constantly following them further back and shooting a camera straight across. Cause that would be a way to do it.
0: Yeah. I mean I think I think that would work but then the, you would still need like I I think that's the difficult thing about the offsides rule in general is like you have to be logically to enforce it you have to be looking at two places at once yeah you have to be looking at the line and like is this guy getting behind the defense or getting you know and but the you ball. also have to be looking somewhere else where the ball is and it could be 70 yards away Right. All
1: right. So then we need three drones, yeah. two for each like back of each line, and then one that follows the ball as fast as it can. Yeah. But do you wait? Do you need a drone for that? You can just have a camera that shows where the ball is, right? They can sense it's more the ball fun is. if
0: it's a drone.
1: Balls have <laughs> sensors.
0: That's true. I mean, I'm assuming that that must be. I don't know. That would be that would be a good one. Well, have to come back and do a little research and tell the people how La Liga does their semi automated. How did La Liga get such a raging semi?
1: Do you want me to try and uh, remember what happened with the United versus Fulham way back, way, way, way back?
0: If you would like, or would you? I feel like we we should we could jump also to because am I am I wrong that probably the biggest. Um, what the fuck over the last week or so was the Champions League result or
1: Yeah, I don't like when we go out of order because then it makes it even harder for me to like mentally play by play my way back through what is normally two to six weeks of missed <laughs> football. All right, so basically fuck man, I really don't remember what happened in this in this game, but Bruno <laughs> Bruno won it in stoppage time. It was nil nil. Oh right right right! Like Bruno like took a shot a shot at it. It was deflected. The ball went right back to him, and he was able to place it. I don't know, man. It was it was a, one of I don't know three or four consecutive. No, I think it's four consecutive. Holy shit! What the fuck? Barely won it one nils.
0: That's like, kind of crazy.
1: Manchester United. You guys do
0: have a pretty embarrassing goal difference. For a team that is like in the Champions oh, cause, League, because we contention. haven't scored,
1: we haven't scored any goals.
0: <laughs> but,
1: <laughs> but um, that, that's the concerning part is that we're not generating any chances. So we have like a moment of holy shit brilliance. Like we'll get to it, but like a Victor Lindelof, you know, first goal in three years to win. Like when yeah. somebody's coming up big and then we're having to defensively hang on for dear life against mid to bottom table opposition. Yeah. Uh so th- so th- this this game, yeah, like you're excited when your team wins, but it's like we're playing like shit and we are at the top of the Premier League form table right now. We Which have is wild. four, four f- Yeah, and one of those matches was the a- a- ass fucking from Man City, but we've won 4 of 5 in the premier league other than the city game and then but we've also lost to to newcastle in the cup which we covered uh last podcast so there's been a bunch right. of losses throughout other competitions but like yeah beat fulham and it took until the 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 dying embers of the match to do it yeah we're not manchester united of old we are last
0: year's everton <laughs> i mean you do bring up an interesting point that if you guys are ahead in the form table, that would mean that everyone that's supposed to be in good form is not basically uh, logically speaking. And that is a like city of drop points to teams that you didn't expect Tottenham Arsenal have to the point where, you know, not that long ago, it kind of looked like, Oh, this is going to be a three horse race between Arsenal Tottenham and city. And suddenly a fourth horse, a fourth horseman of the apocalypse has joined and Liverpool seem to be in the mix. And does that make you does, hate life?
1: Does this, well, in a way, does this feel a little bit like the Leicester season where everybody was tripping over their own dick throughout the whole season? And that's kind of what allowed Leicester to like get that early momentum and then, you know, trot home at a good pace. But like City look at the moment, Still great, but vulnerable day to day. Like, what is their midfield going to do? I mean, right. against us, they had no problem, but we suck. Uh, and then Spurs, I was uh, maybe this this brought me down a little bit. It brought me back down to reality from our earlier conversations where I was on the the big Ange uh, train. Mm. And like, I yeah, they have proven great...
0: themselves to be human lately.
1: Right, but, like, should they not be? Like, the reality is still that they lost Harry Kane and, and you know, brought in really no one of consequence to fill his shoes. Yeah. So, like... It's crazy how good he's
0: doing, too. He's tearing up the Bundesliga. It's well, crazy.
1: So did Jadon Sancho for two years. So, like, couldn't, <laughs> couldn't we... Couldn't, couldn't you and I get on the score sheet there? I doubt it, but yes. Uh, all right, well, anyway, uh, <laughs> let's jump to uh, Arsenal Handling Sevilla 2-0 in uh the league de championes.
0: This one was a weird win where like this was the home leg of the in the group stage. We'd already beat Sevilla away, which was a win that I was sort of proud of at the time because they're this team with this European pedigree, and they kind of on paper we had you know Sevilla, PSV, and RC Long. And of the three, Sevilla kind of looked like the biggest, you know, problem. But they are actually in complete disarray as a club. I, now that I've played them like a second time, I've osmosized just enough information to realize, like, no, they're not. This is not good for them. Um, well, because their coach, coach season... coaches their coach coaches Aston Villa,
1: <laughs> so that <laughs> the team that you maybe had that sort of uh, concern about doesn't right. exist anymore. Without Does not exist.
0: um, and hasn't for a while. You know, he's been gone and. I think they they're a team that is has always managed to put together like certain Ooh. runs here and there but for the most part. Jeff I My think that uh, sh- It says my connection is unstable.
1: Are you seeing know. that Up, upper left or no?
0: Yeah, you're like slowing down here and there. Don't worry, I'll, I'll cover for you but
1: Jeez, I don't know how to What should I do?
0: Um, it'll come back. I'm sure. Okay. All right. Uh whatever. But yeah. Arsenal Beat Sevilla. Sevilla is not the team that we thought they were. Um, but I think they were very lucky to have this easy Champions League group. And so let's just thank the football gods for that. I think we already have I believe it's nine points in the bank. So hopefully we can secure the next round soon. Man, you are really pixelated now.
1: Yeah, this might be because of the it started raining. I live in California.
0: Does the internet go out when it rains in California? That's crazy.
1: That sounds like an emo song.
0: Hmm. Does the internet go when it rains in California?
1: Oh my God. For a second, I thought I was just podcasting with Derek Wimbley of 741. (laughs) Are you still hearing me okay? Because that's really what matters. That's where our bread and butter is our audio. I'm so sorry. We get a comment. On our 50th episode, What a Life We're Living, and then the rain. Literally,
0: Jeff, when it rains, it pours. When it uh, rains, it pours. No, uh, I think you might even just go go cam dark, because I, I can hear your audio wow. 99% All right. correct.
1: All right. All right. I'm sorry. Sorry to Twitch. This is going to be real boring. But Jeff, you keep camming.
0: You can still be a cam girl. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm camming, dude. If anything, I'm camming harder now. Uh, well I camped. I, I camped 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 did, did you did you cam everywhere at any point during the United vs Copenhagen match? There were some moments where it looked like it was gonna be a good oh point my god. So to. the first
1: the first twenty or so minutes of that match against uh FC Copenhagen, we were playing well for the first time all season. It was like holy crap, like this is aggressive like going after them uh and and this felt like a must win considering how the our prior performances have, have been in the Champions League and Rasmus Hoyland bangs in a brace like against his old club like it felt poetic if I was like ooh I can I can I can watch this this is watchable and then back to uh the Varagnarok, that we were discussing earlier on, uh, Marcus Rashford in possession of the ball tries to pivot and, like, you know, put his body between the ball and somebody who's coming. And the dude slides in and, sli- and basically slides his foot down as Rashford is planting. So Rashford basically plants his cleats right into the dude's ankle. It looks really painful. Uh, like, definitely a foul. Is it? an intentional red card is it a red card is it a red card if i go like put my dick uh, inside of a car door (laughs) and slam the car door it's like yeah i got really (laughs) badly hurt but like i put myself in that position by just flying in like i i honestly don't think it's a red at all and and i've seen a lot of people say like clear-cut red but like that's when you are watching in slow motion it becomes like the, the death sequence in an action movie wh- where like, yeah, all you're focusing on is how painful that looks. You're not focusing on like this. It's, it's, it's like throwing your head to the ground as someone's going to kick the ball, you know, yeah. like, like trying to do a header on the ground in some sort of defensive clearing maneuver. Like, and then I kick you in the head. It's like, well, that wouldn't have happened if you didn't just try to commit suicide.
0: True. Um, And all of your insane ways of illustrating that aside, I do think if you were looking for, it's hard to think of a better example of what you were talking about earlier where like it looks bad in slow motion. But if you saw it in real time, like he literally, he wasn't even challenging for the ball. He was just boxing out. Like it's pretty low key. I mean, I think honestly, in the end, I think it probably deserved a yellow. But a red, pretty tough.
1: And, and the moment that
0: that happens, the, it, it takes
1: the wind out of our sails, of course. We we are not capable of playing a man down and winning. Like, I think Liverpool has been a man down and come back and at least drawn. Or, like, Liverpool has shown fight when playing a man down. Yeah, Have United? No, man. This team is emotional babies right now. So, like...
0: I, Although, like, if if I'm looking back at the sort of the timeline of the game correctly, you guys pulled ahead while a man down. You had that penalty to Bruno, right? And but I'll tell you, Jeff, <laughs> uh, one of the two, I would say
1: both of the goals that Copenhagen scored in that second half were horseshit as well. Like, yeah. there was a there was a uh, it was a penalty kick for us, which we I think did we discussed that? I don't know. Dude, remember when I said I was on Percocet?
0: Oh, I remember.
1: Oh well, guess what? You are at your uh, finest right now.
0: Try to remember <laughs> a lot of details.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that's clearly not my strength at the moment. Just and give so, us like
0: yeah. an um, emotional. Oh type yeah, load so of how you were feeling? It was.
1: Then. It was uh, Muhammad Al scored basically in the 45th minute, but then there was a penalty in forty in the 45th minute plus nine minutes of stoppage in the first half. Mm. so and i do think i remember the penalty being bullshit i can't remember what the event was that led to it i'm
0: sorry man this is a dumb idea all refs um, are bastards on this podcast arab a- so, oh rough i can't, i don't know if yeah, i right. get
1: behind that but you're right bruno <laughs> bruno does convert the penalty in the second half that was that is given to us but i gotta say i don't think that was a penalty either I think <laughs> I think there were two penalties that were given in this game, and neither of them should have been given. Which yeah. I know net net doesn't change the score, Plus the but red like, card. yeah, but the red card shouldn't have happened. Like that changed the whole score. See, I think if that if that red card doesn't happen, I think we can shut this team out in this game. We are playing really well. We have the wind in our sails. Yeah, and like we just don't, we just do not have it. Um when anything goes against us, which something's gone against us constantly this season. And it's, if it's not been the like world record, like amount of injuries to key players, it's been other players suddenly chucking their form off a cliff. It's been like, you know, banishments. It's been uh sexual assault and departure of that person and domestic assault and the reintroduction of that person. And, <laughs> it's, it's just been it's been something every fucking day and i gotta say jeff maybe this wasn't specifically the topic this season it has been exhausting to be a united
0: fan it does seem like it hasn't been a lot of fun no i mean are you excited then that you will probably be done having to be a fan of champions league games soon
1: why don't you ask yourself that question and imagine how it <laughs>
0: might feel to answer it. And then it's a we weird one though. That. Cause it's, I mean, ultimately it's not like you guys think you're winning the champions league this year. I don't even no. think we're winning the champions league this year and we're doing better, but like at the same time,
1: are you saying if, Europa league is maybe more attainable? So go
0: get that. No, I mean, that's, that's kind of what you did last year is like you, you won. I didn't
1: go get that though.
0: No, but like you, you sort of went after you won these sort of tin pot cups, but like I, which is kind of what Europa league is. I, I actually think you could thread the needle perfectly here. If you manage to finish fourth in your group, then you don't have to play in Europa league and you could have the opposite kind of season that you had last year where it's like, all right, we're going to have one game a week, boys. Let's figure this out. We're all pretty good.
1: But progressing in any competition pays you millions of pounds. True. Which, which, honestly, Jeff, we are poe
0: right now. you think you need, like, you really want, like, that one more round or one or two?
1: I don't, it's, well, we should, one, we shouldn't, the team that did as well as we did last year should not be this big of an embarrassment with some additions. You know, like, it doesn't right. make sense. But it's like the the, the Luke Shaw and the Lissandra Martinez injuries ha- have changed the way that we play in that we cannot progress the ball out of the back without the two players who can do that. Harry Maguire is, like, a distant third for being able to do that, which is why he's been playing lately. But, like, Mar- Martinez... And Shaw also allow us to have the better defender and Raphael Varane playing. Varane cannot pass right now, and there's some weird Ten Hag like footedness OCD mm-hmm. that's happening, and that's why Varane isn't playing. But oh, dude, I am rambling like an idiot. But like, yeah, we're <laughs> we're just not good. I don't. I'm not. I'm not happy with not playing any further European football, which is what your question was. So remember right. that. Ooh, good for you. No,
0: i No, I'm not. I like. And there I is. Keep... There's no level because sometimes, like even like the FA Cup, which is a competition that like I think is worth winning. Sometimes you fall out of it, and you're like, maybe that's okay.
1: Yeah, because it's unlikely you were gonna win it, and it's not paying. Like the FA Cup and the Carabao Cup, you know yeah. from FIFA. Yeah. That, like if you win the whole damn thing, you win like two million. A few pounds. million bucks, yeah, at most. Which. Yeah, that's just what United has to pay the lawyers that they use to defend players against uh, criminal allegations. So
0: this is this could be a totally that could be a totally like wrongheaded thing to even bring up right now. But why the fuck are the League Cup and the FA Cup not monetized better? Like the, I don't know. those those properties, these are some of the best players in the world playing. Sh- it's basically a Premier League game for like well, all champions. You know what I mean?
1: Champions League is a global, like, cash printing sure. machine. And the little local cuppity cup cups aren't as big of a draw outside of the two teams that are playing. Like, I'm not going to watch the FA Cup if it's, like, West Ham versus
0: Spurs. Like, I don't care. I will when it's later. I will when it's good. Like, i watch the FA Cup final. only.
1: Only if it's a great or match, the up, but like sometimes it's not. It's usually not. I mean, did even you, then, you watched, but you watched kind the derby. Nice,
0: that's kind of you a nice the... one, though, when it's like when it's Bradford City versus Arsenal in a semifinal. It's like, oh, I kind of do want to see that. Idea. Wait, so Jeff, you, you would watch Arsenal in the semifinal? <laughs> I'm shocked. I would watch Arsenal in any cup semifinal, but even at, you know, even if it's the shoe on the other foot, I was bringing up one of our worst moments as a club for some reason. But if it was Bradford <laughs> City versus you know, United in a semifinal, like yeah, let's see it. Like, there's a, a I I like that sort of March Madness aspect of it. My whole thing is that I get that it's not the Champions League, and the Champions League you win that you get like a hundred million. This doesn't seem like it should be that. I don't know. It, it seems like but it's be able to it's make based
1: on it. eyeballs because the deals for these things are all negotiated. Like you still have like was it parent who picked up the FA Cup and I guess you wouldn't know because you live in the UK. You don't live here. I think it's like ESPN might show it or something, ESPN Plus. Like, they're I think all that's bidding for these properties, They're so
0: but- interested in like cashing in on these like short term TV deals. Like, for the FA Cup, just put it online, stream it on YouTube, and get, you know, you would make more money on the ads because if is, that's the other thing. If it was, a, if it was easily available, the, I think that's the real difficulty is like, it's always on that other channel. You're not even sure if you have it. Fuck it, I'll do something else tonight, you know?
1: I might be high, but I disagree with you, and I would like to respectfully explain why.
0: Okay. I
1: think you put that on YouTube. The way that ads function for football is they play them before, and they play them at halftime. And I'll just look away for 15 minutes. Like, I set a timer on, and I'll go squeeze in a game of FIFA. Yeah. Or sorry, EAFC 24, which is the most frustrating gallstone of a video game that has ever existed. <laughs> But like I don't, I think that they would, the eyeballs would drop off. So I do think you do need to to get that money, whether it's through a pay to pay to view sort of uh, subscription channel or. But but we've mentioned it before, and we're not the only people with this idea. Like the FA should just have their own fucking app, and you charge fifteen bucks a month for it, and every person will pay. Yeah, and they will just get all that money directly to them. Yeah. It's a great idea. The only reason that cable companies like do it the way that they're doing now is they're they're getting a a big cut of that. So like, why not just keep all of it? And like, I'm, yeah, like kind of fuck cable companies.
0: Yeah. Am I allowed to have that posture? Yeah. It's it's that, but it's also it's interesting to think how much different it would be. Hey, he's back. It's interesting to think how much different it would be if there hadn't been this sort of corporate spin-off plan called the Premier League initially because then the Football League which now all they control is like the worst cup but like it used to be that was the Football League but the
1: Premier League is still a part of it isn't it like the FA still is who disciplines the players and who like organizes the FA is and... different
0: than the Football League so there's Sorry like the I meant F- the FA that what did I say No, you said the FA, but I mean like, but I was saying the foot. So there's like the football league as an EFL, as an EFL cup, Carabao cup. They used to be in charge of the top division. Now they're in charge of championship down and the EFL cup. So the Carabao cup, then there's the FA and, you know, the FA cup and Premier league, but still, but even, well, but it's like without the premier league, then there would be a really credible argument for there just being an EFL app. You know what I mean? And it's like and it's they're all actually sort of united and it would make sense money wise and like the negotiations would make sense. It'll never happen now because it's three people already just within England. Wait, is is Carabao Cup just Premier League or is Carabao Cup oh no, it's like it's like the whole league system,
1: but it's like no but but that's the isn't that the the FA Cup I thought is whole league system or it's both. All right, so then controversial opinion. What if we
0: cut you know out the Carabao I... Cup? Well, I mean, it's not that controversial, because a lot of people have said it. And the whole point of it was like this stupid fundraiser years ago where they're like, oh, yeah, let's have this other cup and it'll end. But now it's like kind of enshrined. There's even more than that, though, because like the EFL has like this Papa John's trophy or some bullshit. that's like And for that's the lower just league. non Premier League, right? There's something to be said for like, I mean, it's not going to make them any money to get the Premier League teams out of it. But like if you're looking for a reason for it to exist why not have that EFL cup Carabao cup we're calling it now whatever it was before but like why not have that be i don't know like not like not Arsenal versus everyone else not United you know what i mean like make it the younger players from the premier league like teams u23, make, you u23 like know, the, U, the make Olympics this like a yeah yeah, make, make it like, yeah, that's actually an interesting way to do it because then it's still it becomes this fun competition to watch where it's like now it's like all these teams are sold this dream and they play all these games and then they just come up against a juggernaut and then, you know, Halan goes and scores four goals against them.
1: And, and it forces it, it forces you to also rotate all of your, your younger players who maybe don't get a lot of minutes, whereas I feel like the way it has been is if you feel like a, a severely youthful weekend side like you get in trouble uh for doing yeah. that which like there's just too much football i mean we are the football podcast that loves to keep bringing up how there's too much football but like yeah it's we're just, not a
0: part of the problem we only do this like once a month though
1: so <laughs> just, yeah we we there's not too much foot there's not too much to beat the soccer there's just the right <laughs> amount i think but like every, every Every podcast that I listen to about football, every show, like recap show, even just when I'm watching matches, every team is having like almost record setting numbers of injuries. Not even Mm. it's not even just United anymore. Like like there are more and more clubs that are just getting screwed and it's all coming down to like these players bodies are just like being beaten to death over years without any sort of sense of what is. Fair and like, what is tolerable? What is scientifically tolerable? Yeah, it's a bummer. And then, then we get shittier football, or we get like really weird, effed up seasons that don't need to be that way. Money, 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 money. Money.
0: I just found out that that song was recorded a few blocks away from here, not at Abbey Road, but at this other studio. It's a British band. You wouldn't guess that. You would have thought. American. Oh, um, right?
1: wait. Who is that band?
0: I'm trying to remember now. I can't remember. They were recorded on. They were on RAK Re- Records.
1: Let's see. RAK Records. Rack. That's the Percocet talking. But Jeff, I I would love Mickey to Most. invite you. Mickey Most. Maybe. Well, uh, I'm glad they had at least one hit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I've never heard them before. Jeff, are you? Uh, are you still paying attention to the ticker? Because it says on- Arsenal. Did you just turn it off? Why'd you do that?
0: Oh, I was trying to turn it on to that one, but it was this already is, on that one. This is vintage. I was about to I was about to segue very expertly into this. Okay. Um, to be honest, this was a nothing of a game. Like Burnley were a team that I really had high hopes for they had done so well in the championship and they had company as the manager. And I just thought they're going to come in and know what they're doing. They're going to be like mid table and sort of surprise some people. And they have been kind of predictable and shit. And I don't have a lot of interesting shit to say about them.
1: Well, they, y- you beat them a little better than we did. We, that was another one of our one nothing, uh, Hail Mary games. So like, Oh no! Was it not one nothing? Was that the McTominay winner? Fuck! Let me, oh, dude. I shouldn't have a soccer podcast. Burnley,
0: no, I think you're Burnley. you're very capable. It's it's noticeable how much we're we're missing you in the midfield now that your brain is on bergasset.
1: <laughs> no, it's, um, we beat we beat Burnley one nothing in September, and I do not remember who scored. I guess it was, was it, was it Bruno? Who the fuck scored in the safe net? bet
0: with this team? This is a
1: great. Was this the Johnny Evans to Bruno? This was the one where Bruno hit that like thunderbolt off of a Johnny Evans pass out of the
0: back. Uh, I vaguely remember that.
1: I remember it being like, uh, I think it was like goal of the month, actually. Wow. Which that I have to look for those moments this season, Jeff. I have to get those little <laughs> goal of the month cookies, or like uh, cutest foul, or like whatever, whatever I'm after. So anyway, so the Audi
0: man of the match.
1: Who who scored for you in this match? Give me some deets because I didn't pay attention and I am not
0: plugged into the matrix right now. It was a 3 p.m. game, so I will say this: I did not watch it live. Uh, Odegaard was out. So wait, did injury. you get did you
1: get to do like a rewatch in some capacity? I,
0: I just rewatched like a lot of the highlights. There, there are certain arsenal sites that post like very, very extended highlights. And so I'll end up doing that. But like certain these 3 p.m. Fights. These 3 p.m. games. Um killer. But yeah, we had yeah, Tropsard scored, Saliba scored, and Alex Alexander Zinchenko. Oh, did and then know- weirdly. Weirdly, Fabio Vieira managed to get himself sent off. Um it's another it was a similar situation to the Rashford thing where it's like this guy clearly didn't mean anything by it, but okay, well, fuck it. All right, I guess he had to send him off for that. But it, it was not he's this guy weighs a hundred pounds. He's not exactly like mixing it up out there.
1: Do you ever do, have you ever experienced it in pickup or, or whatnot when there's like someone who goes down who is infinitely bigger than the person that he's suggesting foul them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Honestly, even when I watch like when I watch the difference between like women's game and men's game, I feel like the men get away with so many bullshit fouls like that where like they'll just they just know like the referee doesn't want this game to turn on this one weird little interaction on the wing. So rather than me like actually earning my keep here and keeping the ball and like doing something with it. I'm just going to let them push me over. And they they pretty much call it every time, whereas like they do not do that in the women's can, game. And then as a result of it, like nobody really tries to go for those like cheap fouls where you feel someone breathe on your back and you fall down. Can I suggest a yeah.
1: possibly cancelable theory as to why there is that distinction between the men's and the women's game? Ooh, yes. And it's not what you think. It's not sexist. Okay. <laughs> if anything, oh, not. I'm, I'm going to explain how it's conditionally learned. Okay. So all of the, like, I don't want to say diving, but, like, let's say embellishment, like, to 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 win at any cost, I feel like historically has come from uh, Latin America, South America, you could argue, like, Spain, Portugal. Like, that's where you're historically witnessed it. And like, even the premier league before premier league, like it was more like physical brutality than it was like, yeah. you know, flopping over. Like that is there that has uh origin points that can be traced for sure. Men's game comes up in all of these different places. And then as it becomes global leagues, you bring that influence with you. So now every league is basically like win at all costs, because you've got, players that have learned that from whether they grew up in the favelas playing or, you know, they're, you know, you know, your Ronaldo falling over winking kind of stuff like that, that's been learned and brought up into the men's game. And it's become a part of the men's game from people who watch the men's game with the women's game being more recent that they've had professional leagues. Yeah. And it feels like it's more been the world cup, uh, and the Olympics that have been women's soccer outlets for for, I mean, only as long as that's been happening, which hasn't been forever, right? So yeah. I, I'm thinking because the women's game is more modern, maybe they there just wasn't that exposure to that behavior.
0: I mean, that's interesting though, because it's like, I mean, they're watching the men's games too, though, right? Like, why aren't I why, don't know? Why, why does it cross pollinate that way?
1: I I wouldn't assume that. I mean I know w- women watch men's game men watch women's, women's game but like I'm speaking in in how do you explain this as a trend there are women or there are female players who have di- dove doven di- Div- Dived? Dived. they dived. but yes but we, there there is this air of more uh what's the word it's not competence it's like ethics
0: it's like it's almost like a cynicism. Sportsmanship. Do, so. No, but there's more. There's or more the of era
1: of, okay. of like yeah. integrity and integrity, yeah. which which I'm not taking away from women's leagues or even. But like we are so used to watching women's World Cup and Olympics, which it's like the fucking Goodwill Games in in a lot of capacities. Like I would say, there's not no diving, but less diving in the World Cup than there is in domestic leagues. Yeah. And I would say that because. All eyes are on it, and it's like you're representing your country. Like, don't behave. I mean, and we there are moments, there's your Zenadine Zidane type moments, like things sure. happen, but we're used to watching it with all of this goodwill built around it that doesn't really exist with like d- domestic professional sports. Sports for money, sports
0: for honor is different than sports for money, yeah. And that is that is an interesting take. I do not agree, but I, it is an interesting take. I would okay, the, the, give myself. me your
1: counterpoint
0: here. I think I think in general, and this this actually could get me canceled because I, I hope it's not sexist, but it, it's I think I think there's so much more. I think that women are better at the fundamentals of sports, often because they're, they're smarter. Like I feel like a lot of girls that even like really athletic girls, like the way that they start playing sports is they start playing sports in an organized situation where they're getting like coached on fundamentals. And that could be everything from sort of like the sportsmanship of the game of like, these are time you know, don't do this. Don't be Neymar, you know, like that kind of thing all the way to like, this is how you dribble. And I think as a result, you know, like if you look at like the average WNBA shooter, they have like a textbook form. Whereas like, if you look at like any NBA shooter, they all have their own sort of idiosyncratic form that like you know fits you know it's just like with their style, and I think it's because like a lot of I think a lot of bad habits that men bring into the game they bring it from like a a pickup situation, and like I get that's that obviously women play it, pickup games too, you know what I mean? Like I, there's a lot of caveats to everything I just said, but.
1: That's interesting. I feel like that doesn't necessarily disagree with what, where I, the etymology of where I think it's coming
0: from in the men's game, though. The etymology. I'm gonna let that slide. That that's not the definition. Like of the etymology. origin. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: The, sorry. I mean etymology is origin of a word, but like where, 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 where is the diving coming from? Where is the embellishment coming from? I think I, I was imagining it. Uh. All right, fine. Whatever, we can just move on. Arsenal 3, <laughs> Burnley 1. No. You know what? This isn't admissible in court. I've concluded that I'm on doctor prescribed medications and they are making me wacky. I would not be a fit witness
0: in a court case. To be fair, I did say this was on the record at the beginning. This interview. I don't remember that. And if All I don't right, remember man. it, it
1: didn't happen.
0: Speaking Is there anything of it, if I don't remember worth it. remembering at <laughs> the uh, United Luton game? Oh
1: God! Uh, I know. All right, yeah. So we discussed we discussed a little bit of it uh, earlier when uh, there was a goal scored that was ruled offside in the first couple of minutes. Hmm. I want to say right? uh, yeah. I don't remember who the hell it was. Damn it, man. I had the United results up and I closed <laughs> I closed them. Like I actually closed them, but I have the Arsenal ones up. Why? Um, all right, Luton. Geez, I am tal Bachman because she's so Hot. All right, whatever. Uh <laughs> I can't even find out a way to tell you who scored and i just watched this man oh yeah victor Lindelof. i said it earlier in the podcast
0: oh that was this one
1: yeah and but it was his first crazy. three years and he and and jeff
0: you i have think to i texted tell- you this i yes, texted you, did. you this you have to tell All
1: your right. side of the story so although what i texted jeff also requires a strong amount of i believe you you have to believe me. You have to believe in me, listener. Believe us, really, because I'm also. Well, but Jeff to... wasn't in bed, like lying there with me, like I true. Mean, not where that, have you gone, Jeff? Jeff? Jeff went out for <laughs> milk twelve years ago and never came home. Um, <laughs> but like I had this weird like premonition. I woke up, you know, stupid early to watch the game, and then like I had this premonition, like. Victor Lindelof is gonna start, and he's gonna. It's gonna be like a one nothing fluky Victor Lindelof goal. Like I said that to myself, and like laughed because I, I was trying to imagine what would happen in the five minutes before the game, and like You're I right. should have said something, I didn't, and and then after that's exactly what happened. Jeff, I, f- I almost feel like we should pull up like the text conversation. Maybe that'll sound convincing, and if I'm reading from a script uh maybe I won't sound so stupid (laughs) all right here we go uh so 9 a.m which is probably the conclusion of the match I just texted you and I said you don't have to believe me but when I woke up I said to myself Lindelof is going to score a random goal I swear on your life so I wasn't willing to lose (laughs) on my own life but Jeff you're like a you're like a top five life
0: I was gonna say, I feel like you would still like you would literally mourn that it wouldn't be like nothing. You weren't no, wagering Trent like, Alexander Arnold's life.
1: I mean, I would wager his life.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: I'd, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd wager his life like in one of those crane games uh, at the arcade, for, <laughs> yeah. like whatever prize. Insert four
0: have. more Trent Alexander Arnolds <laughs> to continue.
1: Um. Oh, also. The other thing you wanted me to read was I texted you last week and said I have a new nickname for Rasmus Hoyland that hmm. I came up oh with. Oh, yes. Mm, good and, day, it's, day. and it's and it's not... I'm not saying they're equivalent, uh, but just in the way he plays and his attitude and his energy and like the physicality and the spirit of seeing him play, I think Rasmus Hoyland should be called Dane Rooney uh, <laughs> because he's the Danish Wayne Rooney. If I have to explain that to you I don't know.
0: I Very like good. it. I think that it should be a, tel- uh, a t-shirt. Okay. Okay. Uh, Do you
1: think it's gettable enough? Do you need some... It, it Just as a word, is it understandable? That sounds like maybe some like, old lady... Maybe you
0: need like, his number on the back or something. I don't know.
1: Dane Rooney, who is the new Q in 007.
0: <laughs> Dane Rooney.
1: Dane Rooney, Wrench.
0: What number is Hoyland... God, uh, I don't know. <laughs> so many quizzes today. So, yeah,
1: like, dude, this isn't the day I normally know this stuff.
0: Um, because and then I I went on to say you your little slogan of let the Dane cook.
1: Yeah, that is funny, and it did take me another three seconds to get it again. Even though I think I think both times you caught me in a an off moments with a really good joke. But it wow. take alright, I'm there. Yes.
0: Yes, so. And then use Dane that Cook you will.
1: Dane Cook sends us the cease and desist. Cease and desist. <laughs>
0: Dane Cook, enemy of the pod.
1: I told you that I saw that he was like my first stand-up show post pandemic yeah. like,
0: and... crushed, right?
1: No, it it's that he had an emotional soul-bearing evening and I empathized with him as a human being and that fucked me up. I just had him in this very comfortable, like worse Adam Sandler. Two thousand
0: three, kind of... yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm.
1: Wow, I have no energy. Let's just bring it home. Let's all bring right. It so on. Jeff, you will not be able to watch the the game tomorrow, but the United States is playing two matches against Trinidad and Tobago, uh, th- that team that knocked us out of the. Two yeah. World Cup goes World Cup, uh, and it's for the Nations League, which is like, hey, what if we gave a cool brand name to Friendlies?
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> um, you know, you know who tried to do that? Friendlies, the restaurant, and it didn't mm-hmm. work. They went out of business.
0: But Even anyway, with all those sponsorships of every non-World Cup game, basically. <laughs> 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 they should have claimed that as a joke. They'd oh, still be in so business. Good. They'd still be in business.
1: That would be the Instagram post that would like drag them over the over the line. <laughs> um, like
0: six of them left in Brazil or something. Like that.
1: <laughs> but on I think it's Monday. They are playing at four o'clock Pacific time, which would only be th- that'd be thirty minutes from now. So you could watch it if you wanted to.
0: Mm. Mm. I'm not you, going to.
1: You never watch us anymore. You never watch Usman in it
0: how's the uh, how's former Arsenal starlet um balagan doing
1: he scored a balla goal against uh whoever it was that we four nailed uh the last international break was
0: he got Apple- he was off to the races at first with monaco as well like he had like three goals in his first four games or something like that but I think he still only has like four goals for the season so I'm kind of worried that he's actually he's not repeating the magic that he had last year at least in the league.
1: I mean, well, that the sophomore slump is the thing. That was his first season of first team football, wasn't it? For
0: Yeah. Plus he had it like because it's coming on loan. That's like such a weird thing where like now he has to adjust to a new team and a new everything.
1: It's like every day is the first day of the year.
0: <laughs> Sorry, that was another
1: emo uh song lyric.
0: Yeah, I was like, wait. Is this like a 10 things I hate about you quote that I'm not getting? I'm just or a
1: kid. I don't know. Um, no, or it's like, I think what I meant to say was it was like moving to a new school every year. <laughs> you have to start over. Yeah. Each time. And I like, mean, mm. starting over with the way the team plays, starting over with them, knowing what you're all about and how to incorporate you. And that's a new manager, it's a new city. Sometimes it's a new language. Yeah, look, be. Be, being if you crush on a loan, I think that's like something to be proud of.
0: Yeah, people say, Hey, good job. Come back and sit on the bench. That's what they usually say. It's weird how often, like, guys will be really, really good after the fact. But, like, you look back and, like, you were on loan like last year to Middlesboro. Like, how were you not? Now you're like an actual good Premier League player. What? Well, so,
1: sometimes it's taking the one or two traits that you have that are excellent and putting... If you're just like a pacey-ass winger, maybe, yeah. maybe you weren't getting the ball for Middlesbrough. They weren't reaching yeah. you. But like if you're playing for, I don't know, like a team like yours, then like that might lead to you being in way better positions to exploit That's your pace. Point. Look at me, man. I'm like either lucid or I don't remember my name.
0: We should, we should drop the theme song right on that because that's as lucid as you're going to get, my friend. lucid, definitely in the as, sky lucid as I'm gonna
1: get. With Jeff Fitkin.
0: Oh. Lucy, Lucid with Skyler as Victor. a diamond. <laughs> as a diamond
1: in the rough. No, a diamond in the night. Diamond in the night. What? Neil Diamond.
0: Need the suckers. Need the suckers. A soccer podcast that probably won't last. Meet the suckers. Meet the suckers.
1: Seller and Jeff don't know how to rhyme.
0: Meet the suckers and chat Shit today.